Allie Miller, couples and communication coach, marriage and family therapist is here to save your relationship. Yes, Allie is gonna spill the beans on you how you can get communicate to get heard on her viewpoint on nagging and what triggers really are. This is the one interview. If you're in a relationship, you do not wanna miss this one. I'm all fired up because I know Allie, she is about to bring it for us. This is going to be healing for you, for your relationships. Allie Miller, let's go. Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD relief journey. And today I am happy to be able to introduce Allie Miller to you. And if y'all were at the last summit, y'all know this is going to be a great talk. And if you weren't at the last summit, let me introduce Allie to you. Allie is a certified clinic coach specializing in couples communication coaching, and she has been a marriage and family therapist for 20 years. As an online coach, she helps couples all over the world overcome communication challenges so they can love each other better. She helps couples shift out of the blame game and into heart-centered connection so they can spend less time fighting and more time doing what they do best, loving each other. Oh, my heart just opened up. Allie, welcome to the summit again. Thank you so much, Charisma. It's so great to be with you. It's so good to have you here because this is such an important topic that we care so deeply about about in this community. So just share a little bit about your own journey and why you're just so passionate about the work that you do. Sure. So I, like a lot of people, um, grew up without learning how to really communicate or how to resolve conflicts. I had a lot of conflict with my sister. I had conflicts in pretty much all my relationships and never learned how to resolve them. And so I entered adulthood kind of clueless about how to work through challenges, how to work through differences in relationships. And that made relationships really hard, not knowing how to do that. So, you know, I became a therapist. And then soon after I went to grad school, um, I encountered this book called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. And this is one of those books that was totally life-changing for me. Um, because it answered so many questions I had about human relationships and human behavior. And it gave me very practical tools for how to understand what was going on inside me when I was having a hard time in relationships and how to understand what was going on inside other people when they were treating me in a way that I didn't like. So it gave me like this very compassionate view for humans in general, myself included, which made relating to other people so much more pleasant and so much less um, fraught. And so because I was so impacted by it personally, I wanted to share it. So I started um, taking lots of classes, taking lots of workshops and trainings and like really deepening my understanding of this practice and um, then sharing it with clients and just kind of over the years, you know, when you're into something, you just, the desire to share it just grows and grows and grows. And so it's just been like 15 years of loving it and finding more and more ways to share it. 
Awesome. Yeah. Ah, yes. Thank you. And and I, I love also your Instagram page. You have these little, these little ways of, you know, thinking of things differently, communicating differently. It's already helping me in my relationship. Our talk last year already helped me in my relationship. So one of the PMDD symptoms are out of control emotions, right? Could you share a little bit about your own viewpoint, what feelings and emotions really are? Yeah. Yeah. So out of control emotions, so hard to tolerate, right? When like, you're just overcome by this emotional experience. It's like it takes over you. Yeah, so so one of the challenges or invitations for anyone with out-of-control emotions is to be able to find a little bit of space, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to see like, okay, I'm having this experience. I'm not this experience. I'm having this experience, right? So a little bit of space. And then, okay, I'm having this very strong feeling what is this feeling? So getting really curious about being able to name the feeling. Mm -hmm. And the way I think about feelings is that they are messengers. They are like gifts because they're coming, they're arising to let us know that we have some needs. If we're experiencing pleasant feelings, it's an indication that we have some needs that are met. And if we're experiencing difficult or unpleasant emotions, it's an indication or a messenger that we have some needs that are unmet. So when you approach feelings this way, it shifts your perspective from one of like, oh, feelings are annoying, feelings are pesky, feelings are a pain in the butt, to oh, feelings are helping me identify my needs. Feelings are helping me get closer to what matters to me, what's important to me, what I need in order to be happy, what I need in order to thrive. So then it helps me befriend the feeling as opposed to resist the feeling. And what I'm sure you've noticed is that when we resist the feelings, they persist, right? Yeah. And so anything that can help me turn towards the difficult feeling with curiosity so that I can embrace it, Mm. and listen to it, then I'm not at war with my own self. Then I'm not at war with this emotional experience I'm having. Yes. Uh, thank you for, for reframing that for us, that they are, they are messengers and that unpleasant feelings lead us to unmet needs, needs that are unmet. So let's talk about needs because you say that all human beings have the same universal needs. What are some of those needs and what if, you know, maybe I'm, I don't even know what my needs are. How can I get in touch with my own needs? Yeah. I mean, so many people don't know what the, their needs are. This, most of us are walking around clueless about our needs because again, we're like, we're not trained in communication. We're not trained in emotional intelligence or knowing what our needs are. It's just so common. Yeah. So if you don't know what your needs are, welcome. And, um, and you can learn about them. This is one of the things I love about the nonviolent communication work is that it's all about needs. It's all about learning what our needs are, developing a vocabulary of our needs. So like I have a, a list of universal human needs that people can download at my website, which is AllieMillerCoaching.com slash feelings and needs. So you can get a list of feelings, you can get a list of needs so that you can start building your vocabulary of feelings and needs. Needs are things like um, freedom, connection, meaning, um, play, physical well-being, self-expression, 
um, basically like things that qualities that we all need in order to thrive and to feel like we're living a good life. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is. Yeah. And when, what came up for me was like, I think a need that I always felt, or I sometimes felt wasn't being met with my partners, like belonging, or when I'm with like other people, like the need for belonging and the need for freedom was definitely not being met when I was in my, when I was in my job that I hated. So uh, right. I do feel those are really important needs. Um, so, um, you know, you say that all actions are attempts to meet needs. So when I'm like lashing out at my partner, what needs are, what needs are being met then? Let's get really, let's get into it. This is like such a beautiful question because when you lash out at your partner, if, especially if you're interested in like anything about nonviolence, if you lash out at your partner, that your first inclination might be like, what's wrong with me? But what you're asking here is such a reframe. It's like, what needs are met or what needs am I trying to meet when I lash out at my partner? That is such a compassion inducing question. So I love that you're asking it. And then we can get curious. I mean, it's gonna be different for different people, but like when I have lashed out at my partners, I you know, I was reflecting upon this a little bit. I think I'm trying to meet a need for self-protection. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about self-expression or like the relief that comes from just getting this ball of yucky energy out of my body. Yes. Right? Like just that physical comfort I might be going for. It could be something about dignity or like self-respect if I believe that I'm not being respected. Yeah. It could be something about wanting to make an impact or feel my power. Right? It's like yeah. all yeah. these beautiful needs I'm trying to meet when I do something violent, like lashing out. It's not yes. like doing that is bad or wrong. It's, it's going to have a, a detrimental effect for sure. I don't want anyone judging themselves when they do it because... From this philosophy, you're attempting to meet needs. And then you get to check, is it actually meeting needs? Does lashing out meet any needs? I don't know. That, you know, that's something to get curious about. Yeah. I love this. You know, you said that you were reflecting on your own and, and what just came up for me. So probably in the moment that I'm lashing out, I'm probably can't think about what, what needs I'm being met right now as I lash out of my partner. So no, do we when do you this lash out, you kind of lost control, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So do we do that afterwards? Is it, is, do we do like a little journaling, like sitting, like, Oh, what happened there? What, how would you approach that process? Yeah. I love that. Like afterwards, when you like kind of wake up and you're like, Oh shit, I regret that. Then instead of beating yourself up, this is the alternative. You ask mm. yourself, Oh, what needs was I trying to meet? And what needs didn't I meet by doing that? Right. If I'm feeling regret or guilt, it's because some needs weren't met. So I want to get in touch with what needs weren't met by talking to my partner in that way. Maybe like gentleness or kindness or respect. So I didn't meet those needs. And maybe I did meet a need for self-expression or relief or comfort. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm so, so good. So good. So relationships and PMDD and People say, you know, relationships are hard. Why do we get so triggered by our partners, especially? Right. Yeah. 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 So the trigger 
is about our needs. It's not really about our partner. So that's something to keep in mind. Next time you're triggered, rather than putting all the attention on my partner's triggering me, ask yourself, oh, what needs are unmet for me right now? And then that, that like that helps get you out of the blame game, right? Because your focus is not on your partner anymore. Your focus is inside on like, oh, what are my needs? Right? Yes. And I think this I think we get triggered a lot in relationships because we have so much hope and expectation mm -hmm. that our partner is going to meet all these needs. Like if you look at the needs list, it's like the list of like connection related needs. It's like affection, love, mm -hmm. caring, belonging, closeness, like intimacy, like all these things we get into partnership for. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're looking to this person to meet all these needs and when they don't, it effing hurts, right? It's like, yes. ouch. Because then it can remind us of all the other times in our life when those needs weren't met. And it's like, again, my needs aren't going to be met? Yes. How much can a person take of having all these unmet needs? It's so painful. But instead of saying, oh, this is so painful to have this unmet need, would be like, you suck. You're a jerk, right? You're a terrible partner. I hate you. <laughs> But really, when we're saying that, we're saying like, ouch, I really want these needs met because mm. life is so much better when these needs are met. Oh my gosh, yes. Wow, total reframe. The triggers are not about the partner, they're about our own needs. Yeah. Mind blown. I hope y'all are writing this down and y'all will watch this one again because this is some pure gold here. So Ali, you are a couples communication coach. And I remember when I was deep in my um, PMDD, PMDD-ness, a lot of times when I would express myself to my partner, he would like recoil almost and step back and like, you know, put a little cocoon around him. And, and it always, he always said that he felt like I was always attacking him. And I know a lot of, a lot of people can relate out there and I really had to work a lot of my communication. So how can we communicate in a more loving way so our partner can actually hear us? Yeah, right. This, and this is, this is the heart of it, right? It's like, that's the goal to be heard. Like if you're going to be speaking, I want you to be heard. And if you're attacking or blaming or criticizing or judging your partner's most likely not going to be able to hear you yeah. Yeah. because they're going to get defensive because that's what humans do. We want to protect ourselves when we believe we're being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how can you, if you're blaming or attacking or judging, it's usually because you're in emotional pain or distress. Mm. So how can you convey that distress in another way, right? So that your partner can hear your distress and then have an open heart towards you and then actually help you with your distress, not fight you more and then make the distress worse. Yes. Right. Yeah. So what's it about? It's about owning. It's really so much about self-responsibility and like owning your feelings. I'm feeling upset because I have a need to be heard. Mm -hmm. And then checking, would you be willing to listen? Mm -hmm. Or I'm feeling upset because I have a need for support. Would you be willing to give me a foot massage? Right? It's like identifying the feelings, identifying the needs, and then making a request to check like, would this actually work for you so that you're not demanding that your partner help you meet your needs, yes. but you're asking, 
Because that's the other thing. It's like when we feel like somebody is making us do something or like demanding we do something, it shuts down your heart, right? It's like you don't, because you have a need for choice. It's yeah. like if, you're, if your partner's feeling like they have to do something or else they're going to get in trouble or else there's going to be a big fight, it's not like joyful giving. <sighs> so if you can frame it as a request, like, would you be willing to do this? Would it work for you to do this? Then they're much more likely to want to do it. Yes. Ah. I love how you said that. It's kind of like underneath that, you know, that criticizing that wants to come out or this judging that wants to come out. There's actually something underneath that. And can I express that right. which is underneath that rather than going to this criticizing and uh, 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 kind of nagging and judging part? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and again, it's not like nagging and judging are wrong. I don't want you to beat yourself up if you're doing that. They're just not effective. Like they're not going to get you heard. So yes. if you want to be heard, it's wise to express what's underneath the judgment or the nagging and to, I hate the word nagging. <laughs> oh my God. It's so judgmental. So it's like a way to shut up women. I don't, I hate it. Okay. I, I hear you. I agree. It feels like icky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even believe in it. It's like we nag when we don't feel heard, right? Yes. Yeah, so part of the work is also for the partner to like increase their ability to hear us when we're in distress, Yeah. right? So a lot of the work I do with couples is both on expressing yourself in a way that makes it more likely gonna you're going to be heard, yeah. but also listening in a, in a way where you can hear your partner's heart even when they're judging or blaming or nagging mm -hmm. or complaining. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you can listen underneath the judgment to, oh, what are they feeling? What might yes. they be needing? Yes. So it's like both partners are doing the work. I love this. And I'm going to go on a tangent here quickly. And I want to ask you. So, you know, there's someone here, the PMDD menstruator is listening to this talk and is like, OK, I need to communicate so I can be heard. How do how do I speak with my partner and encourage my partner to be more open to listening you know like how can I is there something that I can say to my partner a way that I can approach it to let him know that it's also important when I speak to listen to underneath because when we're deep in our PMDD sometimes shit doesn't come out the right way right, right? and how can I encourage my partner to be like oh wait what she actually wants what they actually want is this Right. Yeah. I love that. So I think it's about having a conversation when things aren't charged and heated, right? Yeah. Like during a calm moment when you're not at that point in your cycle, right? Yeah. Where you are feeling more connected to your partner to say like, Hey, there's this thing that happens monthly. You've probably noticed. I just want to have a conversation about my understanding of what's going on for me and what I'm needing during that time. So for instance, it's really hard for me to express myself gently, kindly. I just, I get so triggered that it just comes out in ways and I end up regretting it. And I know it's hard for you. I know you end up feeling hurt. So I wanted, I have some ideas for what could help me in those times. And I'm wondering, are you open to hearing what I think would be helpful for you to do? So, right. So you're like inviting them in, you're kind of sharing the dilemma with them. 
and you're checking for their openness before you say like, I want you to do this, 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 this. It's like, oh, are you interested in hearing what could be helpful? Yes. And then if they say yes, then you get to share like, oh, I think it would be really helpful if when I'm lashing out, if you give me eye contact and say, I love you and maybe hold my hand or, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. Some people don't want to be touched. Some people do. Right. But you figuring out for yourself and maybe with your partner's help, like what actually can help us stay connected during Mm. this very stressful time for both of us. Allie, that was so good. Thank you. Y'all rewatch that, write it down. You can make it your little script (laughs) about how to go about it. So in that vein, because, you know, we just make kind of a request, right? And you, you had this great post on Instagram about, and you were singing and it was super, super awesome. No, no, no. What if I make a request and the partner, my partner says, no, no, don't say no. It's the worst rejection. So what do we do? Ah, Right. First, just, ah, I hate no. Like, ouch, it hurts so much. So that's the first step. Just like being real. Like, oh my God, it's so hard to hear no. Oh my God, it hurts so much. And then realizing like, oh, part of why it hurts is because I'm telling myself that they're rejecting me. That's an interpretation, right? That's not a fact. Another way to look at no is that they're saying no to your request because they're saying yes to other needs of theirs. Mm-hmm. So if the request is like, can you give me a foot rub? And they say no, woo, that's a tough one, right? Asking for physical touch to hear no, so hard. So then it's like, ah, this is so hard to hear. Breath, okay. Mm-hmm. What might they be saying yes to? I don't know, maybe they want to take a walk or maybe they want to take a nap or maybe they want to scroll their Instagram or, you know, maybe they have a need for rest or exercise or fun or like, it's, it's not about you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. It's because everyone's always just trying to meet needs. So it's this other human trying to meet their needs. <laughs> the no is not about you. I had like tears in my eyes. But this is the truth right here, y'all. Okay, great. Yeah. 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 But you notice I'm not saying when they say no, just realize it's not about you. Because that's dismissing your own ouch, your own reaction. It's like, so it's first, feel that ouch. And then if, if you can, no pressure, but if you can get curious, what might they be saying yes to? What needs of theirs might they be saying yes to? So it's both. It's really like self-compassion, self-empathy, and then also empathy for the other person. So beautiful. And I I love that, especially in the context of our PMDD, this element of self-compassion and then including the other person also into that compassion. So let me go also ask this one. So sometimes when, you know, I talk to my partner, it feels like they shut down, right? And, And I feel unheard and not understood. And there's just kind of like this wall. So how can I, how can I approach that? Is that again, thinking of their needs again? Yeah. It kind of always is. (laughs) Yeah. 
your needs and their needs. So it's like, ouch, this is so hard when they shut down. And then, huh, what might they, what might they be feeling and needing when they shut down? Mm. And you can maybe ask like, oh, are you feeling overwhelmed and needing space? Mm-hmm. that would be my first guess but it could be anything yeah yeah are you feeling scared and just needing peace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes beautiful yeah it's just that curiosity about feelings and needs over and over again over and over again oh my goodness that's why i'm glad y'all i'm gonna put that link for that little cheat sheet for feelings and needs i'm gonna put it right here under the video so y'all can get that for sure and so there's this thing in our pmdd community that we know about that every month we have all these fights with our partner sometimes we want to break up with them and just these recurring fights like do you have any tips for for fighting or how can i change that yeah i mean the fighting is so hard right it's like when we're fighting with our partners everything sucks it's like everything is affected when we're feeling disconnected from our partners so um yeah um do you know i guess to ask if if you're experiencing this and you're you're watching this it's like do you know what the fight's about like do you know what the core of it or the heart of it is You know, it might be that you're fighting over, you know, division of labor, but like, what's it really about underneath that? And the way to get to that is like, oh, what are our needs? Like whenever we're fighting, it's because something matters to us. Something's important to us. So that's the land of needs, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I mean, I start to sound like a broken record, but it's like, oh, when we're fighting, what are the needs that we're fighting for? And then the conversation becomes about the needs as opposed to like, you did this, you never do that. No, I can't count on you. you. It's like, oh, I'm needing reliability. I'm needing shared holding of all the responsibilities. I'm needing a sense that I matter. I'm needing a sense of partnership. Like these are the needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back to the needs rather than, yeah, the pointing the fingers and you always do this and, and all of that. So if, I mean, we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but if, you know, a communication breakdown does happen and I do lash out at my partner, you know, I'm doing all the inner work, but it does happen and it just exploded. It came out. I did the damage. I became violent in my communication. I stormed off. What can I do after that to bring, you know, back harmony, connection, what can be done? Yeah, this is such an important question because no matter how much training you have in communication, this is going to happen. I've been practicing nonviolent communication for 15 years, like hardcore, really intensively, and it still happens to me. So don't expect that this is gonna keep you from being human because you can't get out of being human. And part of being human is losing our shit sometimes, right? But what this practice helps us with is having compassion for ourselves when we do so that we don't make it worse. Because if I lash out and then beat myself up for lashing out, then I'm lashing out towards myself. Then I go into a shame spiral. Then I'm going to be even more difficult to be in a relationship with. So it's like, okay, I lashed out. I'm human. What am I feeling? Oh my God, I'm feeling such regret. Right? So letting myself acknowledge the regret telling my partner that I feel regret, checking in with my partner. Hey, I hate what I just did. I really regret it. And I'm so curious how it impacted you. Would you like 
is there anything you'd like me to hear about how that was for you when I said those things with that energy? And then listening, right? So I think when we have any shame about what we did, it's so hard to just listen because we just want to like make sure we're still lovable and like we get all insecure and it's like we just want, you know? So the work is to be like, okay, I'm still a good person, even though I lashed out. Can I listen with an open heart, open ears, open mind to how this impacted my partner? Right. So again, it's like, I'm not making it about me. Mm. I'm listening for what it brought up for them yeah. with care. Yeah. Mm. One of my teachers has talked about this as the broom and dustpan approach with, with nonviolent communication. Like we're going to make messes and then we can use nonviolent com communication to clean them up, to like repair. So great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think that really helps. And again, that compassion aspect. Thanks for bringing that in there. Oh, Allie, this has been like so healing and so wonderful. I'm like, I could talk with you forever, but we're almost at time. You work with, with couples. Could you share a little bit about how, how we can work with you, Allie, and how you can help us in our communication and our loving relationships? Yes, I would love to. So Right now I have this five week intensive couples communication co coaching package. That's a mouthful, it's a lot of C's um, that I'm really excited about. I do it all online so I can work with people no matter where they are in the world. And it's like five weeks where we all give it our all. So I'm completely devoted to the couple during these five weeks. You can, you have email access to me, we do, a little workshop that's just for you, two and a half hour private workshop for you and your partner. So you get the basic skills of this nonviolent communication, or I call it heart-centered communication. Mm -hmm. And then it's followed up with four private coaching sessions, couples communication coaching sessions with me over Zoom so that we can apply the skills and principles to your particular relationship and the challenges you're having. I call it navigate conflict with confidence and care so that by the end of the five weeks, you both are like, we can do this. Like we can have the hard conversations with open hearts. We can find our way back to connection when we do lash out or when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Like we can navigate this tricky terrain because we have the skills, we have the mindset and we have the roadmap for doing so. So that's what I'm super excited about doing right now with couples. That sounds so exciting. And I was just thinking, you know, this would be like, should be a prerequisite, right? When we start long-term dating, let's, let's go have five weeks to work this out so that we can have the rest of our lives together, knowing how to work with conflicts because conflicts happen, that stuff comes up. So exactly. thank you. Exactly. And this is what most people say when they work with me. They're like, I wish I knew this 20 years ago. <laughs> like what a difference it would make. Oh my gosh, that's why I love the work you do. Thank you, Ali. And you also, y'all check that out. And also you brought us a little, a little goodie, a little gift here. Could you share a little bit about your, your little freebie that you brought us, Ali? Yeah. So it's a video. Um, it's a video mini masterclass with a workbook for couples. And it's called the four steps to stop any fight without giving in. <laughs> I mean, that title alone, I was like, oh, I like that without giving in part that you put in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, awesome. that's a lot of it, right? It's like we think, oh, we can have peace and harmony if we give up on our own needs. But that's not what this game is about. This is about how can you really honor your own needs and also really honor your partner's needs. Mm. So beautiful. So good, y'all. Link also below the interview. Download it. Get in there. Allie, we're at time. Do you have any any last words? Anything else you wanna on wanna send us on the way with here in the in the PMDD community? Yeah, I just want to say that it's like the hardest, I think the hardest thing for a lot of people with PMDD is dealing with these very intense, uncomfortable, unpleasant emotions. And I just want to say like, those are not a problem. Like there's nothing wrong with you for having those emotions. Mm. If you can turn towards them with Mm. care, compassion, curiosity, they lead you to your needs. Once you know your needs, you can make empowered requests. You're not needy for having needs. You're human for having needs. You're not nagging when you ask for help. You're asking for help. You're not complaining when you share your suffering. You're sharing your suffering, right? You're a human being. It's freaking hard to be human. And it's really hard to be a human being with PMDD. So it's like so much mercy, so much self-compassion. Learn some of these skills, build your feelings and needs vocabulary, and it's going to change the way you relate to yourself. It's going to change the way you get understood and heard in your relationship, and you're going to have more peace and more harmony. Hmm. Ali, thank you so much for those words. Y'all share wherever you can what came up for you. Download Ali's beautiful freebie for four steps to stop any fight. And um, yeah, and check out that awesome, awesome coaching program that Ali has. Ah, yes. And Ali, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. My pleasure. Absolutely. It's such a joy to talk to you, Charisma. I really love what you're doing. And I love that we got to connect. Thank you. Same here, y'all. Get out of here. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And yes, oh, I know y'all have so much fodder now for your relationship. So bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.